It's my lucky day now because uh, now I get to introduce uh, our next speaker, uh, someone that I've been watching and have learned a lot from uh, by watching him on TV uh, negotiate. Uh, he's the original shark Shark Tank for over 30 years. Kevin Harrington has been making entrepreneurs' dreams become a reality. Uh, and uh, we have the honor and the pleasure of having him here as a speaker today. So we're gonna go ahead and, uh, and play his introduction video. Meet Kevin Harrington. With over 500 products launched and generating over $5 billion in product sales in over 100 countries, Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial. As seen on TV Pioneer and original shark on the TV show Shark Tank, Kevin creates massive brands by combining great products with superstar talent like Kim Kardashian, 50 Cent, Kathy and Paris Hilton, CeeLo Green, George Foreman, Montel Williams, Jack LaLanne, Flo Rida, Hulk Hogan, Billy Mays, and Tony Little. My brand now is worth over $3 billion. If you even have an idea, you'd want to go to Kevin Harrington. Kevin has been featured on 2020, CNN, Fox Business, Bloomberg, Jim Cramer's The Street, MTV, Good Morning America, the CBS Morning News, The Today Show, The View, and The Daily Double on Jeopardy. Now the last clue, back to the Shark Tank. I'm Kevin Harrington. An entrepreneur for over 40 years, Kevin has built 20 businesses to over $100 million each. That's why he's the original shark from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Let's give Kevin a warm welcome. Giant round of applause for Kevin Harrington, everybody. All right, it's a pleasure to be here. We got our technology figured out, and um, I'm uh, Richard asked me to spend a minute or so on, on my background, uh, tell a Shark Tank story, and then I'm going to talk about the three strategies that I've used to build quite a few businesses. And so I'm going to start because I get asked a lot about the sharks. How many recognize Kevin O'Leary, right? Mr. Wonderful? Now, do you know why he calls himself Mr. Wonderful? Because nobody else will, all right? <laughs> yeah. He's the only one that really thinks he's wonderful. But uh, uh, no, we're at it. We did a guitar deal together in this uh, shot uh, at the National Association of Manufacturers trade show. So um, a lot of great stuff happened on Shark Tank. I did 175 segments all the way back to season one, including the pilot. So um, I just real quick, I, I grew up in a Fortunately, my father started as a bartender, and then he saved up money, opened up his own bar, and I started working inside his bars when I was 11. And, and he said, be an entrepreneur, Kevin, be an entrepreneur. So um, I started it, there I am in the bar, and then driveway ceiling business in high school. Uh, in college, I got into heating and air conditioning. And so one day, I'm watching cable television, and CNN and HBO, this is 1984 when cable first started. And I got to the Discovery Channel and there was colored bars on the screen. So I, it was channel 30 of 30 channels. And I called the cable company and I said, hey, I'm not getting anything on Discovery. And they said, Discovery is an 18 hour a day network, six hours a day, there's gonna be nothing. And this is 1984, uh, quite a few years ago, and I said, there's gotta be something that I can put in that block of time to make some money. So um, I used to go to a lot of trade shows, and I was at the Philadelphia Home Show, and 
uh, there was a gentleman there, Arnold Morris, and he was, there was a huge crowd around this one booth. He had a knife in his hand. He's cutting through a Coca-Cola can. He's cutting through a hammer, through a pair of sneakers, through a muffler. And he said, it's called the Ginsu knife. And he's selling two Ginsus for $20. And I saw him get attacked by the crowd. And literally, over the course of the next 40 minutes or so, I saw him do the pitch three times. The exact same words came out of his mouth. And he was just crushing it, getting thousands of dollars. So that's when the light bulb went off for me, because I said, I got talking to Arnold, and I said, Arnold, I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on in the world of television, but there are there's six hours a day of nothing happening on Discovery Channel. Why don't we film your presentation? Because Arnold said, I do this 40 weeks a year. I do it six days here. Next week, I'm at the Iowa State Fair. So. That's what we did. We shook hands. When I went to Discovery, cut a deal, and we started putting Arnold's product on television. Let's watch this quick little clip. Now, you take a tomato, the weight of the knife alone cuts that tomato. Let me ask you something. How many knives do you have at home this sharp? You could drop the tomato on top. Pretty sharp, right? You know what one young lady said? <laughs> Can you cut them thin? I said, thin, one tomato will last you all week long. Has anybody seen that style presentation before, right? Been around for years now. So uh, we created that back in the early 80s. And so uh, we then took this around uh, the United States on all the networks. We went from Discovery. We tied up the six-hour block on Discovery uh, for under a long-term contract, went into Lifetime and, and many of the other networks, and also took it on an international level. And this ended up, the Ginsu ended up creating a $500 million sales value over the next number of years. And uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Warren Buffett actually owns the factory that makes this product. So uh, a pretty cool story about that. But uh, make a long story short, we said, hey, if, if these shows work in the United States, will they work in the international market? So we said there's bars on the screen around the world. We went to Asia, Latin America, Europe. And all we had to do, the beauty of this, 1990, I was sitting with the library of infomercials, about 100 shows. And we went into Europe, and we went out one video signal across all of Europe on satellite, but we leased audio tracks. So we had eight audio tracks and one video signal. And in Germany, they pulled the German track down, and Holland, the Dutch track, and Sweden, the Swedish track. So in 1990, we started broadcasting infomercials all around the world. So people say, well, how did you take Tony Little and put him into all these foreign markets? Because he speaks English. So it's just like the movie industry. We dub them into the local language. And here's a sample of Tony in Dutch. Watch this. This is a example in Deel 1. We're going to let you see why the sit doesn't work. It's not a sit There's no sit Nooit meer zo noemen. OK, Spijbel. Voeten stevig. Zie je hoe ze haar handen op haar midriff heeft? Niet achter je hoofd. Nee, niet achter je hoofd. Ze moet zien wat ze aan het doen is. Niet zoals jij, ja? Omhoog komen, strak maken, neer. Met spanning omhoog, dat is het enige wat je hoeft te doen. Gaat is dat alles? Dat is het enige wat je moet doen om de rechterbuikspieren te isoleren. Wat is die grafiek daar beneden? Dat is de grafiek die laat je 30 seconden per... The, the Dutch language must be complicated. So all he said was, this is how you do a crunch. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this was, this was an, an amazing time for me because we had 
Jack LaLanne and George Foreman and Tony Little and the Kardashians and the, the Jenners. We ended up taking this company public. On the, uh, came out, uh, had a New York Stock Exchange company that went from a dollar a share to over $20, built a $500 plus million dollar market cap company. So uh, this was my beginning of getting into gaining some, some uh, wealth and income and some long-term money to be able to make some big investments. So uh, when Richard told me uh, that, that I should be coming down, I said, you know what, we're going to open up our own family office. So, so that's what we're in the process of doing right now uh, with, with Richard. We're really excited to be here. But uh, make a long story short, one Shark Tank story. I got the phone call from Mark Burnett, and he said, uh, come on out. I want to tell you about this new show that I'm shooting. And so um, I, I ended up saying, this is what I do, Mark. I take pitches every day. I go to the houseware show, the hardware show, the fitness show, the beauty show, the golf show. Love that one in Orlando. We did the first golf infomercial, the Medicus Golf Club that has a hinge that flops if you can't complete the swing. And so I uh, had a lot of fun with the Sharks. It's, one day we were at uh, Robert Herchevich's wedding, and that's him on the left side. We're smoking a cigar. And people ask me about Barbara Corcoran. She's the sweetest shark. She'll sometimes bust uh, O'Leary's chops just to get the deal. So one day, one day O'Leary was closing a deal at 50% of the company for 100 grand, and she said, no, don't do that deal. I'll give you the 100,000. I don't want any equity. Just pay me back whenever you can, because she loves busting chops, okay? So I love Barbara. But um, so, so one day, the producers of Dancing with the Stars were over at the Shark Tank set. And the, the producer said, hey, look, Shark Tank and Dancing with the Stars are back-to-back -back on ABC. We'd love to get one of the sharks on Dancing with the Stars. Would anyone like to do that? And I looked over at Barbara, and she says, well, I don't know, that sounds interesting. I looked at my wife, and, and Robert Herjavec, first of all, said, yes, I want to do it. And my wife, I said, what do you think? She says, no. She says, I don't want you to do that. And I said, why? What's the problem? She said, they dance way too close on that show, okay? So I said, all right, well, let's let Robert do Dancing with the Stars, see how it goes. So here is Robert's uh, performance on Dancing with the Stars. Watch very closely in the beginning because he, it looks like Shark Tanks. Watch this. First of all, I couldn't have done any of those things, so I'm glad I didn't do the show. But uh, second, 
when, when, we're, when my wife and I are at the wedding, and this is where it turns crazy, who did Robert marry? Well, that's Kim Johnson from Dancing with the Stars, all right? And my wife at the wedding said, I told you they got a little close on that show, okay? All right, and now they have twins, so I know they did. But uh, God bless them there. Robert and, and Kim are an amazing couple. And um, uh, this was all the good stuff, though, so far, because I actually had a significant issue that came into my business. I owned As Seen On TV, Inc., AsSeenOnTV.com. And what was happening in my industry was magazines and newspapers and television started huge declines. It's, it's no secret what's happening out there in the marketplace right now. Uh, the, the streaming wars, uh, uh, Morgan Stanley did a report that there's actually been a 50% decline in television viewership in the last 10 years. So here I was sitting with an asset at CNNTV.com, at CNNTV Inc. We're doing 500 million a year, we've got 500 employees, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? Because sales were starting to slip because the TV stations wanted the same amount of money for this time that they were getting before the drop in price. So um, here I am, it's uh, the As Seen on TV logo. I felt some days when I got to the office, it felt like our business was literally almost burning to the ground. And so uh, th this is what it felt like on, on, a, on a weekly basis during this tough time. So, um, you know, I, I said to myself, I need to get some help. And so what I'm going to share with you now are the three steps that I, that I went through. And, and, and this is something that was a game changer for me because I've used a lot of mentors in my life. I mentioned my father was my first mentor, but he could only take me so far. I've, I now have probably about eight or ten different mentors and literally spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year going to events, paying smart people, getting digital people. And because what happened was, as the viewership is dropping, where were the eyeballs going? But it took me to go to an event with Tony Robbins and Richard Branson, a guy named Russell Brunson. I went down to Necker Island and Richard Branson said, Kevin, I'm gonna give you some advice because I've seen you build an amazing company. I've seen you take some, uh, some great celebrities and build brands around them, but you're in a disruptive business now because television is dropping, the viewership. And the TV stations, they're all figuring out what they're doing. It's a content play where the streaming channels are coming out and Fox just got bought out by Disney, et cetera. And so I said, sitting there, I said, Richard, if you've got some great ideas, because he's got a lot of companies. And the first thing that he said to me is, where did the 50% of the eyeballs go if they're not watching television, right? And I'm like, that's a really good point. It's like, yes, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Pinterest, they're on YouTube, and they're not watching TV as much, right? In fact, I have a 32-year-old and a 22-year-old, and my 32-year-old watches a little bit of TV, mostly sports, and my 22-year-old only has internet, no television, no cable TV at all. So, uh, so make a long story short, we came up with a, a game plan coming out of Necker a number of years ago, and it started by really getting a new dream team, an advisory board. And I think uh, this was important for me because being in the television business, I had a lot of folks 
in my, my employees that came from the TV world. They had been with TV stations, TV networks, uh, production, uh, all kinds of people related to the old news TV, radio, newspaper, magazine business, because we ran all over the world in, in newspapers, magazines, catalogs, etc. So this was old media. So we needed to get a new dream team, a new advisory board, tech gurus, celebrities and influencers, digital marketing experts. This was the key because where did the eyeballs go? They're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, we had to go get them. So, um, and we got some new advisors that could help us get to the right people, get some of the right new executives, et cetera, et cetera. So this was step number one. We cleaned house, got a really sharp new te team, tech guys, digital guys, and now we started crushing it because we said, now we need to embrace digital disruption because when you're on fire, you need to rewire. And so uh, this one slide will kind of put it in perspective. It took radio 38 years to get to 50 million listeners. TV got to 50 million viewers in 13 years. The internet got to 50 million in four. The iPod three, Facebook in two. The Pokemon Go app got 50 million downloads in 15 days. And the next one is the biggest one of all. Ed Sheeran got 375 million downloads in one week. So far we've talked about two steps. Get a new dream team, get some great advisors, get some tech guys, get some digital marketing people. Number two, embrace digital. Number three, it's time to raise the profile of your business or your product, your service, or your personal profile, if that might be the right situation. Because for me, I had built Tony Little's brand, Billy May's brand, I, I, you know, all these other folks that I was working with, but I had never done anything for myself. And so this was the next step in my evolution, but it was also the step that we needed for the products because products weren't working on TV anymore. We had to get them to be working through social media, through Facebook, through Instagram, et cetera. And that's what we've been doing now for a number of years as we've changed course, because it's all about, when you're building brands, it's all about creating content. And so in the old days of infomercials and as seen on TV, we'd have one spot that would run, we'd shoot it. It would run for years and years and years. I mean, the total Jim, by the way, it's been on the air for 20 years, the same commercial. That doesn't work anymore, right? I mean, that was a lucky situation for, for the group that did that, the Marsh Brothers. But it, nowadays, there's creating content takes the form of shooting authentic user-style videos. And, and I'm going to give some examples of companies that are using each and every one of these, these uh, uh, points here. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Celebrities, influencers, micro-influencers, uh, podcasts, webinars, amazing partnerships. And the key thing here is focusing, in my world, on the customer acquisition cost and the lifetime value of that customer. And this is what helps as we go. So, so this is what we've been doing, is we've been creating micro-brands using digital marketing, using influencers, building funnels, using affiliate marketers. So, uh, if you want to take a look at a couple companies that have been doing this out in the marketplace and crushing it, uh, you know, here's a company, Aries. 
generated over $200 million in sales. They sold Chick for $1.3 billion. They, they did this through subscription continuity model. And, and really, in the beginning, keeping it very, very simple. That, that was an amazing business for them. Well, the same guy, the same uh, category, rather, Razors, uh, with uh, Dollar Shave Club, Michael Dubin over here, he, he built this into uh, an, a business that sold for a billion dollars to Unilever. So pretty exciting stuff that uh, a 20-some-year-old entrepreneur could sell his business for a billion dollars. Why? Because he was utilizing a lot of the techniques that we're talking about here right now today. How about the next one? Casper. Casper sales have topped 500 million. They have a valuation of 1.1 billion. They've been utilizing Facebook and Instagram for very low cost customer acquisition. Uh, they've raised over 240 million. Target is invested in them, Leo DiCaprio, et cetera. But the key thing here again, low-cost Facebook, Instagram post. Next case study, Allbirds. One great sneaker, they rose to $1.4 billion. It's a simple uh, sneaker, but they gained massive rep quality reputation with a lot of online reviewers about comfort and environmental sustainability. And so uh, this company is crushing it also. And, and just, again, they're not running on TV. They're not running as seen on TV. They're not running TV commercials. This is all happening in this new world of digital marketing. So that's all birds. Uh, BarkBox, an amazing product for dog owners. Uh, they, they've got a $250 million a year business. They've got 1.4 million Instagram followers. And one of the key things they did was they, they, they had 600,000 customer videos of the people opening the box when they got it, all right? I mean, this is so amazing. Like, you, they, they're not paying for that, right? Somebody gets a box, they film themselves, open the box, so excited about what's in that box, and these things go viral, and now they've created an amazing company, and a company doing over $250 million a year. So, uh, I think I have one more, oh, Glossier. This one is amazing. The girl that started Glossier was an intern at Vogue, and she had a beauty blog, and she's now created a billion-dollar brand out of this company. It's a digital-first cosmetic company, just like Kylie Jenner just sold her company for half of it for $600 million to Cody. Uh, this girl launched Glossier using Instagram as a growth vector, but also she has a pool of 1.7 million micro-influencers. And these aren't huge celebrities. They're small people working from their homes, women. Maybe they've got 5,000 followers, 1,000 followers, whatever it may be. So last one, and, uh, and then I'm going to uh, close it up here. Warby Parker, many of you have heard of it. They've raised uh, about $215 million in venture capital. They have north of a billion dollar valuation. And they also, they have 56,000 user-generated videos. So a user-generated video is much more authentic than the old style beat them on the head as seen on TV type of thing. So uh, yes, this is great. And I just want to show, uh, using an influencer like we did, Flo Rida, watch this.
get a good feeling. It's behind the scenes, that stroll yeah. a little bit. Celsius gives you healthy energy and it's clinically proven to burn 100 calories or more in every serving. So Celsius is, a, is a, a public company now. I got involved with them a couple of years ago, uh, joined the board. We've raised now, they're just right up the road in Boca. Uh, stock was 10 cents a share, uh, non-reporting Pubco, pink sheets when I got involved. We've now raised 55 million. We brought Flo Rida on, he's got 26 million followers, but we now have hundreds and hundreds of fitness influencers that are using the product on a daily basis, sending it out to friends, and we're bartering with these influencers to build this brand. And by the way, we've gone from five million to over $300 million in the last couple of years in market value. We're full NASDAQ now, $4 plus a share from 10 cents, utilizing the things that I've been talking about here today. So I just want to wrap up by saying, uh, oh, there we go, 365 was a couple weeks ago, it's, it's north of that now, started at 10 cents a share. Uh, so uh, bottom line is the old way, this is Rupert Murdoch, I used to give him about 10 million a year for advertising on Fox, but he's gone, he sold Fox. Disney owns it, they did the content play, and, uh, and uh, he should be happy because he got a lot of money, but uh, you know, he's kind of out of the business now and, and his kids are kind of taking over some of the, the duties, but that's the old way. A few channels broadcasting to millions. The new way is millions of channels broadcasting to a few, and that's my story. And I just have four last words from my buddy, Tony Little. If anyone here wants to know, is it can you find the right deals here? Can you invest in the right deals here? Well, I always have a positive attitude. Tony left this message for everybody here today. You can do it. 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 Thank you for having me today. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you, thank you.